he said he would make every guy on that team feel as if their job was the most important job. You know, if you can't be where you actually want to be, a fly on the wall in the place where you want to be is just, just as valuable. Absolutely. All right, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. Can I do the intro? Can I do the intro? Yes, yeah, send it. <laughs> We're live. Do we have an intro? <laughs> <laughs> Did it work? We should do an intro, actually. No, we should not. We need to do an outro. That's what we need to do. We have an outro, outro man. We got Dude, music and a couple, like, first, you know, yeah. sentences. Maybe we'll put it out. We'll ask people for some feedback. Like, we kind of put that, we'll talk about it in a podcast that you'll hear. A quick one. I don't know if we'll put these together, if it'll be two episodes. Yeah. I don't know what your two. thoughts are. Yeah. Two episodes. But two yeah, episodes. Requesting uh, mm-hmm. certain things. Yeah. I think, yeah, just to get anyone involved, if you're listening, we would really appreciate really. feedback. Really appreciate it. So if you're friends to us, if you're not friends to us, if you've texted us some feedback, great. But we want somehow annotate that on, uh, you know, maybe, I don't know. How do you want to do that? I think if you could just leave. I, the biggest thing is like, you know, adding some. Uh, oh, add a, a, leave a review. Leave a review, please. We would yeah. appreciate it. Comment, yeah. like, subscribe. Any way that you can show a little bit of love. We appreciate all of the feedback from everybody, phone calls yeah. and texts. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually Which, been, dude, it's been amazing. Dude, it's been crazy. Speaking of that, so every episode, someone always reaches out. One of our friends reaches out. And it's just, honestly, it's great to hear. It's just really, because I'm not going to lie, it's scary, dude. Doing this is, <laughs> it's a scary experience. Like putting putting you out there. Yeah. Um, having these conversations and just having that open and available to anyone and everyone it's not it's not an easy it's embarrassing too like honestly like what do you think so dude here's a funny story speaking of embarrassing so when we when i drive the truck around for work it's got bluetooth audio yeah but for whatever reason i I mean i think it's supposed to be like convenient and it usually is and usually i just cruise around by myself but i was i was listening to one of our episodes just like kind of seeing how it was shaking out Mm-hmm. And then I get, you know, I just, my phone's in my pocket. I get out of the truck, turn it off, whatever. And then, like, when you get back in, it just automatically starts, starts playing. playing. Yeah. So, like, I get in the truck, and my boss is with me this time, and our podcast oh, is no. up. And, like, I haven't told, you know, I don't, I haven't really told that many people. Like, I haven't told my yeah. parents. I haven't yeah. told my siblings. Yeah. Like, friends know. I've done it on Instagram. Right. That's basically it. Right. And uh, so, like, it's, you know, I see Fiat Lux, and I just instantly just, like, Pop pause. the radio off, <laughs> or pause. Yeah, or pause. I'm like, oh my god, like what is gonna happen? Right. It's just a weird, like, why? Yeah. I don't, like, why do I feel weird about telling my boss about like a podcast that we're doing, or you know, it, like, yeah, where does yeah. that come from? It, yeah, it's it's such a valid point though, because I don't know. There's a little bit of humiliation that um that you have to go through. I think you know. Even I, I'm on the same page. Haven't told my parents. Yeah. Um, I have told my uh my my two brothers. One fucking sure. laughed at me. Um, <laughs> that was calling, huh? God, yeah, he laughed at me. <laughs> and my my little brother, he um he listened to both of them. I think he listened to both of them, and he he really enjoyed it. He provided some uh some feedback, which surprised me so sure. much. You know, especially with your siblings. You know, yeah. one gave one gave the pretty standard. Yeah, you're you're <laughs> cool. You're gay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, buddy. See you. See you at Christmas. Yeah. 
appreciate uh, it. One, yeah, it gave you some good feedback. So um, I don't know. It's just really nice to hear. It's, um, it's, I don't know what that word is. Comforting to know that you know someone enjoys it. Assuring. Yes. Even if it's like word. eight people. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's actually a crazy feeling that feeling like eight people took you know two hours out of their days to exactly listen to us ramble. Exactly. Pretty yeah. cool. So we appreciate it. We do appreciate it. Um. Anyway, so uh, the topic of the day. Topic of the day, a little conversation. Yeah, so... Uh, My favorite part of life. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to... We're, today we're going to get into the... The school of architecture this, and how it... The lack of preparation that... Did I th- Go ahead. I, I think it's just school, period. School, period. Like dude, education, we can't speak for yeah, a good point, yeah. but we can't speak for all the, you know, all the other majors. No, but, I mean, yeah, there's obviously. I think it's honestly pretty blank. I I think that for the most part, it's a pretty blanket statement that school is not like your profession. School. Yeah, but okay. that but I, that I'll being that. said, here's here's one thing I will say is that just because school is not like your profession doesn't mean you don't learn things in school. True. Right. Very true. So what's uh. You want to get into it? Let's unpack. I, I got I got a good kicking off point, which I think okay. is pretty a pretty. We'll see. Well, I you don't even probably know the story, so we'll start here. Okay. Um. So background story: NDSU, North Dakota State University in Fargo, North Dakota. They have a five year. Uh, what would you call it? It's called a four one. A four plus one, so it's a yep. four year undergrad, one year graduate school for a master's of architecture. Um. Year one of five is like your trial period. You take three prerequisites and you are basically then at the end of your year, you apply to the school of architecture mm-hmm. and you're basically admitted based you're off GPA. Yeah. yeah. So it's 60, 40 prerequisite for architecture and then general ed classes. And mm-hmm. that's how you get in. And especially like NDSU was a pretty, before we got there, it was a pretty, uh, what do you call it? Competitive. Reputable. Well, reputable. Oh, yeah. I think it is reputable, but competitive. It is reputable. It's very competitive school to get into. Mm-hmm. Um, or like the school of architecture is because only forty-eight people get in, and yep. then it's eight. Is it eight or ten? So like sixty people, twelve, whatever. Sixty people total in architecture and landscape architecture, and mm-hmm. there's anywhere from one hundred twenty to three hundred people on any given year that apply. Sure. Our year was like a little bit lower than like yeah. years past, but it was still, you know, I mean, it's still 50, probably less than 50%, which is pretty low acceptance, I would say. We were probably like right around 30. Our year, mm-hmm. I think there was like 180 people that applied maybe. I have, I don't know. I think, I feel like I heard that number. Anyways, uh, I was an off, I I'm still am not that good of a student. Uh, pretty uh, unmotivated when it comes to anything that school has to offer. I just don't, I never, I literally just never cared about it. Just like, mm-hmm. this is pointless. Give me something that actually matters. So I had that going into college first year. Mm-hmm. Um, dude, I, I don't know how I got into the program. Well, actually, I do know how I got in the program. But basically what happened, so I got to school and I was a lazy piece of garbage. Kind of like, the dude, the first six weeks I like was getting C's on my projects in Jason's class. Like wasn't doing good at all. Sure. And then like what changed it around is like crazy. Because I, th- you know, they always talk about this, but then like to look back and actually know you experienced it was like getting myself around people who were actually like higher Excelling. achievers. Yes, mm-hmm. like you put yourself around like the best people, and like it literally, like you have no choice but to do 
Like, you know, when you're around people that only mm-hmm. do homework, mm-hmm. like doing the best that they can at the, like with their projects, you're going to just right. start doing your best. And that's typically yeah. more than most people will do. For sure. uh, and that's basically why I got into the program. I stopped playing so much Call of Duty, eating fucking Cheetos and sleeping all day. You played uh, Call of Duty? A lot. Interesting. Wow. I was never good. I don't strike you as a Call of Duty player. I played I a lot. I don't even know you play video games. I don't anymore, dude. I'm too hmm. too addictive. I they just are like very addictive. Oh, like in anything that I do, I just know. Especially like if, if you're I, if good. I'm not even good, and they're still addictive. But like, I just can't have it around because I'll just fucking Play all spend. The time. Oh yeah, I'll just do it all yeah. the time. I hear you. Um, I hear you. See, there's so, a problem with that because when you're good, then you really don't want to stop. So, <laughs> um, I'm pretty, I'm pretty fucking good. I uh, yeah, of I play you a lot are. of yeah, I play a lot of FIFA and NHL. Dude, this is a cool freshman story, actually. Totally off topic, but pretty cool. Story. Sure. So when I was when I was a freshman in college, I lived in I lived in the dorms. Obviously, uh, I can't even remember. Whatever, it doesn't matter what it's called. Reed Hall, that's what it was. Fucking Were you? Reed Hall, man. That's, yeah, Reed Johnson. Dang. Um, I was in connected Churchill. to the Is that the high rise? No, or? that's the one that was like not by anything. That was like Perfect. straight loan lo- Yeah, dude, a straight lonerville over there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no so friends in the dorm except my that's roommate. So funny. It's actually so funny. So I don't know how I got into this. I met a couple people from couple people from Bismarck and they played NHL too. So um, you, you know, when everyone thinks they're good at a video game, they're like, oh, dude, fuck with me. Come on. You know, like, done. You're fucked. I'm like, all right, yeah. dude, let's play. Whatever. Um, so I played them, and, you know, I beat them. And then Did you start you to really up? talk some shit. What? Did you mop up, too? Or was it kind of like a close? What do you think? Close. No. Mop. <laughs> Got out the fucking mop. Cleaning supplies. Out the water. Yeah. <laughs> Spin Straight up janitorial way. services, NDSU, <laughs> boom, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so um, and you know what? When you lose the first time, they when when they lost to me, they're like, "Ah, oh, dude, fuck you!" Like, let's Lucky. play again. Yeah. I'm like, "Yeah, I don't have time for this. Like, if unless we put <laughs> money on this, I, you suck. Like, I'm out of time. I got class and shit to <laughs> you do. You did so, not say that. Swear to God, you're like, "All right, let's put some money on this." And uh, we ended up always betting on beer. So it was always beer, always a thirty. Uh, no, sometimes it'd be like a 12 or a, uh, a case, but typically it was a 30 of Bush Light. Um, 20 bucks? So I, yeah, so I started developing like this reputation. Like I would play someone and they'd be like, dude, you have to meet this guy, play him. And I'm like, I'm not fucking playing him unless it's a case of beer. So play him, boom, case of beer, who's next? <laughs> they would recommend, it would always be like a they know somebody that was like one better. That they thought that, yeah. I'm yeah, like, they're okay, like, this guy's fuck you up. They'll whoop your ass. All right, dude, well, let's, let's play. Anyway, I ended up that my freshman year of college, I didn't pay for any beer the whole first semester and into January of the next no, semester because that's really? so much. And I, I swear to God, <laughs> swear to I've God, I've never heard that story. I, I literally, when someone thought they were good at NHL, they always recommended to play me in Reed Johnson Hall because, like, dude, you got to play this kid. You won't fucking win every really? single time. And I never played them unless they bet money or beer. Typically, it was beer. I'm like I'm I like I said I don't have fucking time for you. <laughs> That's badass actually. That's so funny. Yeah, it was like five months worth of uh, bush light. So how'd you get a good the time. architects program? You're What's fucking that? Beating off and playing NHL. <laughs> NHL and FIFA. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean you know me. I fucking worked hard, dude. I worked hard um, that freshman year of college. That's the thing. That's what I was gonna get to in my story. Was basically that like I sucked sucked the winky at yeah. school mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. you just that's the the number one thing I learned from architecture school was like ethic how, 
work ethic. Yeah, like I, you have it. Like I, I guess I had it in me, but it mm-hmm. takes that. It takes something to like get it out. You know, it's something like coax it out of you, yeah. and that's like what it took. And like that's mm-hmm. basically what I learned is like what it takes to fucking stay up all night and finish a project right. and like do that again and again right. and again mm-hmm. and again mm-hmm. and again mm-hmm. and again. Literally until you're like fucking about to keel over because it's just you've done it for so many semesters. It, it actually it's crazy it, when. It sounds insane, but that literally just gets easy. Like yes. now, if I if I had to stay up all night and like finish a project on anything, it'd be a fuck. Like it wouldn't be fun, <laughs> but it like wouldn't be that difficult. Like right. like all right, get the coffee going at nine. Right. Like get mm-hmm. some snacks, put the mm-hmm. tunes on, and just fucking knock it out. Yeah. Um. So that was probably my biggest takeaway from first year all the way through school was just like working hard to like yeah, get t- something done. And I don't just know. T- sorry. Go ahead. I was just kidding. I just don't know if that whole, like. It takes a specific program, I think, to get that out of you. Sure. You know? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, NDSU has developed over however many, what, they just hit their centennial, like... Uh, 100 years? A few years right. before, or what were we, juniors in college? Yeah. Whatever that was, it was our centennial yep. year. It's like, that's a big deal, man. 100 um, years. Yeah, they just developed such a, I don't know, a prestigious architecture school. Not that they're the fucking best around, but it's a pretty good school, man. Yeah. Uh, Especially around the Midwest is pretty highly regarded. Absolutely. Even nationally, companies recognize North Dakota State University. Really? It's like, they have a national reputation. Absolutely. Even down here. Interesting. In the Southwest, the great Southwest, there's, I mean, there's alumni throughout the nation. Sure. um, And you you always have some sort of connection with alumni from North Dakota State if you went to school for architecture. Hands down, like, anywhere you go, someone's going to be there. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, they just, they taught you, most importantly, out of our education, I think the number one thing they taught us was how to make working hard in the School of Architecture a norm. Sure. Like, we, they, they elevated the norm to what college students would be like, wow, fuck that, like, I'm out. Where people would just bow out. Right. Our norm level of working you know, going to class, going home and getting dinner, then going back to the studio for sure. hours was, we made that a norm and college students normally would be like, all right, why Fuck. do you do that education? Yeah. That's well, on top of that, pass. it's like you're taking 18 credits a semester minimum. Right. I think I, I yeah. took, I took 16 credits yeah. one semester. Then next semester I had to take 20. It's like, Fuck. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. Damn, that sucks. I thought I had a bad man. I was averaging over 21 credits with the military thing I picked up. Sure. So that shit Yeah, that, you were going and crazy. And then you had PT fuck. every day. <laughs> <laughs> That'd probably Jesus be worse. Christ. Yeah, I mean, that it, another, that's another good point. It just taught you that. Look, th- here's what it, here's the deal. Yeah. You either fucking get in or get out. Yeah, and we, they, don't, they don't have time for that no. shit. But I think the funny thing is, is like, you didn't, I mean, dude, when I got, it, are you done? It's the airsoft put away. <laughs> I don't know how you can hear Dude, it's that. loud as shit. I just, I can't even hear it. I just clicked my mag. Okay. Um, is it right here? It's That's loud, loud as can be. Interesting. Maybe it's just because okay. of the, I don't know, phone, microphone, or whatever. Whatever. Carry on. I don't even know what I was going to say. I don't know what you were just saying. <laughs> Dude, basically, more of the story is if you're going to go to college, like, have a fucking plan. Have a reason to go. I didn't have a reason to go besides it was just what you did. And then right. Fuck. go there and, like, fucking work hard. Or don't. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What do you yeah, say? Like, don't work hard. I, I, dude, I have a completely different... I'm I'm a 
I like to work hard, dude. Whatever I do, I'm going to give you what I got. Sure. So I have a little little bit different You can have a little more self-discipline um, in that regard, maybe. Sure. I, but, I mean, not saying that's... You can get... <laughs> I mean, you can get through architecture school carrying, a, you know, a fucking sack of potatoes. Sure. Like, you can get That's what I was going to say, like is, like, the work world. wasn't that hard. Like, like it no, wasn't, like, difficult a, challenges. Yeah. It was just, like, a lot no. of... It was just a lot more so. A lot of work. Like, there's I mean, just a lot to do. Well, that's what I mean. Like, it wasn't, like, hard. So like, much. you know, think about it. Like, it wasn't no. that difficult. Mm-hmm. But... It was not. It just... It took a lot of thinking sure. and time. Time really, really is it. what it was. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so what what that did not prepare us for was what we'd actually do in the world of architecture. Sure. I, I don't know about you, but I got... So, this firm I work at now, i not prepared <laughs> at all whatsoever. Um, if I would recommend anything to like a freshman going into college that has no idea, like everyone sure. else, nobody has any fucking clue. I mean, you're 18 years old. How do you know what you want to fucking yep. do with your life? I still don't know what I want to do with my life. Um, Hunt. I would write, <laughs> yeah, the recommendation, dude, I would say the best recommendation I could give would be get a, somehow get into the field that you want to be in as soon as possible. Dude. You know, like, if you could somehow get a, a an internship at your freshman year, go fucking get it. It would be... Because you don't... I have... I, I would take it a step further, to be honest. Oh, God. I, like, okay. I'm, I feel very strongly about this, because I went into college not having... Like, I, I just... I Dude, when people ask me, like, how you picked architecture, I'm like, I just tell them, I don't... <laughs> I threw a dart. Dude, like, I, I just <laughs> picked it. It sounded cool. and fucking did it. And then, you yeah. know, I was like, this yeah. is going to be really difficult somehow got into the program and then was just like the good thing with for me was like in the architecture program is like you were just fast tracked like you didn't have a choice to like not right. take credits like these classes are offered now and you either fucking pass it or you're done like there's not any yeah. middle ground so that was really good for me because yep. that gave me like a lot of structure but it, when I when I talk to people now who are like thinking about they want to go to school for anything I'm like one you need to do two things you need to go work in that field like right now like you're you're 18 or whatever you're fucking who cares like you want to go do something and you're going to go like spend thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars like become trained in it which is bullshit in my opinion right straight bullshit um go just work and like work for free like who fucking cares you're 18 like if you live at home like and you spend eight hours a day at a fucking job working for free like you just you need to do it because it's going to be so different and you need to like Mm -hmm. get that experience and see what it's going to be like even if like 100%. you'll find out and you but you got to give it a chance like you can't go in there for like a month big this fuck bullshit this is nothing like what i like yeah. because i had that same feeling too but it it takes a while like the shit takes a while to develop it takes a while to build relationships mm-hmm. with people mm-hmm. it takes a while to like kind of get your feet in the door it, i would say at least 6 yeah. months to like feel like really comfortable in a place and like start to like for really sure. take it to like get an idea of how it works um for sure but i would say either that or like for ar- if you know you want to go to school for architecture i would honestly go work commercial construction for two years at least two years and i would that would help so dude much. if you i'm telling you right now so because i went to school for like architecture but i work in residential design now mm-hmm. the learning curve i had and i've been there for what, what we started i started in june which so i've been there for nine months i cannot tell you how little i knew like it was so bad like i didn't know anything mm-hmm. about anything and if I would have like actually worked in construction and had that background, it makes you so much better. So, oh so, so gosh, much better. Ridiculous. And I, yeah, so there's, there's just really no substitute for real experience. 
which is not. And that's, I think education maybe provides a false facade that 100%. you think if you go do it, then you're going to just be like big dick in. You're, you're yeah, ready. you're fucking ready. Dude, you, you're, you're actually you're probably less prepared because college is fucking <laughs> easy, you know? It's ridiculous. It's just like you dot Absolutely your T's, ridiculous. cross your eyes, like, it got to a point in and Go dude, grab a beer. Yeah, it got to a point in NDSU, like, you knew projects were going to get moved back, so, like, you didn't have to do it. You know what I mean? Like, you yes. just, you, it's just a system, and that's, that. Mm-hmm. so it teaches you to work really hard. Like, there's a lot of work that you have to do, yeah. but it also teaches you how to, like, kind of, like, mm-hmm. pluck the strings. You know what I mean? Play sure. the old guitar a little bit. Absolutely. I don't know if you felt that way. I know <laughs> I did. I fucking, I squeezed every drop I could any way I could. Yeah, you did. For sure. It's just a easier way to do it <laughs> yeah, yeah. got, got um, me in trouble a few add, times to, yeah to add on to that construction topic so i would argue that if an 18 year old would go to work at a construction company for you know whatever like you said six to 12 months and they would work and they would get a job somehow intern at the firm i work at right yep. now they would arguably know the same amount that i do after a masters in education sure of architecture yeah right now it's just even the power of having the ability to have a conversation with a senior architect or a project manager about whatever you know anything on a construction document or literally anything of that sort of topic working in the field would give you the ability to have a conversation you know like you could pick up on words the lingo don't Yes, that's absolutely. Like, if you don't know the lingo, you can't have the conversation. Yeah. If you can't have the conversation, what what worth do you yep. bring? Zero. Because they they're gonna either they have to sit down and take you through every single step of what they're talking about, which you know whatever. It sometimes that might have to be done, but at the same time, that's wasted time that that you could have got, yes. and that construction will get you. That education did not. Give you know us. what's funny about that? The lingo. That's such a th- key part of like, you know, that's one thing I've realized with any profession, dude, all you do is you take words that everybody knows and then you just make new words for it. That means slightly different, like something slightly different. And then that's like your profession, whether it's like accounting, fucking being a lawyer, being a doctor, being an architect, whatever it is, like those professional people, like they just, it's just a more complicated way of communicating about the same idea. Which sure. is kind of, I don't know, just a rant. But what I was going to say, dude, yeah. going to architecture school, maybe this is my fault, but I didn't know, like, what window jams were. Dude, no. Like, you don't know, like, nothing. I'm like, what's a window jam? They're like, didn't you, don't you have a master's of architecture? I'm like, yeah, they didn't tell me about window jams. They fucking no. showed me how to draw a roof parapet. Like, it's, dude, it's, it's honestly embarrassing. It is. Like, it is, it is, and it's so difficult to be a part of. You know, to be a part of that team, you have a bunch of professionals that know what's going yeah. on. And then, you know, maybe you're in a meeting or whatever, and they bring up something that you're asked to do. You know, whether, whether however small that task sure. is, if they say, hey, man, we need to, yeah. we need we need you to move X, Y, or Z over to this location, whatever it yep. is. And you don't know what that is. You, it is so embarrassing to be like, um, what is a, what's a window jam? <laughs> it's honestly, it's. And it it's forces you, or it doesn't force you, but it makes you very timid. Like yeah. I'm very timid to ask a question. Are you? Just because I mean, yeah, dude. I, you know, you dude, you work with I work, you work with people that make a quarter of a million dollars, and they're doing billion dollar projects. Sure. Like these guys, they're not fucking no. around. So when you go up, to, you don't want to go up and ask them, be like, hey, uh, does this elevation go on sheet A seven hundred or? 
You know, That's it's so like, funny. Fuck, you dude. know what? Oh my god. See, I, I, I'm the op. What's a reflected ceiling plan? <laughs> did you? <laughs> did you say two foot by two foot ACT? What's LVT? What? Who? Did you plumbing? <laughs> There's plumbing in a building, <laughs> dude. Yeah. dude. It's it, just it's ridiculous, man. It's really embarrassing. It is embarrassing. And one thing I found out right away. So here's a interesting thing. So I honestly, I don't feel, I'm not too timid to ask questions. I would say for the most part, like there's certain times you're like, okay, I'm just not going to ask it right now because I'll fucking, I'll get the, I know I'll get the answer later or whatever. But there's sometimes I'm like, the fuck you talking about? Like, you know what they're laying. And I work in res, like I had to go to residential where everything is completely different than commercial. Like it's like all the codes are different. All the processes are different. Mm -hmm. Like everything is different. Mm -hmm. And then now I'm the project manager. So I'm working with literally people who are masters of their craft. I'm master electrician, master plumber, like tile setters, like carpenters. They're like, they're all like they know and can do everything. Like most of those guys Mm -hmm. can do their entire trade and then they can do other people's trades. So they know already like way more. And they're like talking to me about shit. I'm just looking like what? Yeah. Like, uh, yes, let's, let's do that. That sounds like, (laughs) let's do it. (laughs) Yeah. But I think the I think what actually uh, if the the a big issue that could happen that maybe does happen more frequently is when you go to school mm-hmm. and you graduate you know you, you get the fucking master's degree and you walk across the stage and everybody cheers oh and yeah. you dude you're yeah. fucking just dragging your you're dick just hanging dragging on the ground, across dude. the stage oh my God. and then you like get out there and you're like dude <laughs> put the master's degree up on the on the old uh. Oh, what, yeah. what do you sit in a cubicle put on the cubicle wall look at that shit Boom. put the light on it bing. Boom. Gets to work yeah. at eight thirty on Monday, first day of work, dude. Just starts telling people what to do. Just starts telling people what's what. You know, like look at the, this is how it's mm-hmm. done. This is how we do it. You know, this is how this yeah. is how we should be doing it. And then it's like you don't like when you get to that mindset. Like you've you've been so validated right by some organization that says like you know how you know what the fuck's going mm-hmm. on. Then you get into like the real world where it's completely different, but you don't know that yet. And like you're too like you know blindsided to see like how things actually are yeah. and then you're just trying to act like you know you can run everything and you can do everything so mm-hmm. that's like i could see that being a huge issue with people for sure i don't know for sure yeah and i try and st- i always try and end every conversation i have like when i'm trying to suggest something to like my boss or think? anybody else no i don't say what do you think but i'm just like yeah you know like i don't i've never really done this so i don't know sure I'll just be like, yeah, I don't really know, like, what this just, like, kind of sounds like it could be the right way to go. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Like, I don't, I'm not really sure. Exactly. That's, yeah, basically, it. like, look, this is how I think we should be doing it, but, like, who the fuck am I to say otherwise, right? right. You've been doing this for 15 years. Right. I've been doing it for seven months. Exactly. Yeah. But maybe people don't have that, and sometimes you can get a little arrogant. <laughs> a little cocky. Yeah. That's another <laughs> problem, too. So, you'll come, you compound your, your, I would say, your arrogance when you're when you're a dickhead, man. Like when you think you know this shit, you walk out with a sure. 4.0 uh, graduate school master's architecture. You know you're walking around, you know, with a tent in your yeah. pants. And yeah, you're running the show for five years. Yeah. Like I'm baby. a fucking big dog, dude. Number one in my class. Let's go. Hire me anywhere the fuck I want, right? Yeah. When you you get into huge trouble when you get into that the firm you want to work at, and you're just like. Listen, I got a master's degree. I want this much money. I'm this. I I can give you this much value. Um, this is what I bring to the team. Fuck no, dude. Like, <laughs> you don't. <laughs> your value is so fucking little. Like you. Yeah. You, you provide maybe some technology. Uh, 
you know, the youthful energy. Absolutely. Some maybe different <laughs> cultural things, you know, like the millennium child, whatever. Yeah, sure. You bring that. But here's the deal. You don't fucking know anything and they know that you don't know anything. So when you walk in there yeah. with, with a tent and you uh, kick your feet back and you start calling the shots in the interview or even when you get the job, you're uh, you're going to be in bad fucking shape. Like people aren't going to like you. You're going to go from you're going to go from the bottom to on the fucking street fast. Potentially. Yeah. No, nobody wants that shit. No, nobody wants that shit. I don't I feel like a lot of people that I've dealt with aren't don't really have that. But I could just see that being a major fucking problem. Huge problem. Like luckily enough I work in a small firm. You know, there's only seven of us, so it's not that big of a deal, mm-hmm. but I just I just think that like I will say false validation of school can be a a poisonous thing. So poisonous. Yeah, it's just you got to be you got to be humble. You gotta be. You think I'm humble? Do I? I don't know. I don't see you in your yeah. work environment. Well, but just in general. I think you would be. Yeah. All right. I, that's like a thing I think about. I'm like, damn, am I like, is this like pushing? Yeah. The, it's it's a hard like thing to balance. For you know, sure. like when do you push that like? Yeah. That confidence, yeah. and then it's like when you just like ba- I don't know. That's like one of the values of like listening to, like Jocko, but leadership is like you kind of try and like pick up on like when when to hit the gas pedal and when not to. Hmm. At least I don't. That's I a good do, point too. Know. It's like tough to it's tough to know when to recommend something or like offer your opinion yeah. or you know throw in oh like does someone not know this like should I say something yeah what? I had that happen oh I've my. had that happen one time <laughs> oh yeah dude it was fucking what, big you time you just start too. sweating you, you just you you got armpit sweat going on. like fuck dude I gotta say this but shit. Yeah, and then you feel like a big dog <laughs> yeah. when you got it right. You're like, let's fucking go, baby. Where's my race? <laughs> Absolutely. You're on top of the world, then. Oh. It's a good feeling. Sure. It doesn't happen very often. No. It does not. But yeah, I mean, I've been working for seven weeks, and I've learned, dude, I've learned so much stuff in seven weeks. Sure. Literally, I've had a job for seven weeks, and the, I learned- Just like technical info? Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, random things about- Contracts, clients, Huge. contractors, subcontractors, um, submittals. It's just random. The process is so crazy. Yeah. Everything that you don't learn in architecture, like I'm learning right now. Like everything yeah. that actually matters that you're actually going to use <laughs> in the real world, it's just that I'm yeah. learning it. And it's like, holy shit. I was having a conversation. Yeah, dude, I was having a conversation with Liz about this on the way up here. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, so you got two bosses, right? Yeah. Let's see, you got boss A and boss B, and let's say they're co-owners in a firm, mm-hmm. right? Boss A, he is what we'll call client relations, okay? Okay. So he's the, he's the mar- I'll say that, and I hate the term marketing, dude. Fuck the term marketing. It's such a broad, blanketed statement. It doesn't really mean shit. Ma- marketing, tell us, cool. Tell us what you think about that, man. I How just do you really think about marketing? It's like talking about architecture. It's just not concise. It's like when you're like, I don't, I just, I don't buy it. Sorry, don't buy. Yeah, okay. Um anyways, next I don't even know. Fucking continuing where on. Are we, where are you going with that? <laughs> where are you going with this is like the, you know, you have two bosses. Boss A is the guy mm-hmm. who like manages the clients. He's the guy that's out there like boots on the ground, figuring out like where new clients can come from, sure. managing client relations, mm-hmm. like marketing, if you will. Uh, trying to figure all that out. And then boss B is the guy who like knows all the details, right? Yeah. Okay, in an architecture firm we're talking about. He's the guy that knows every single thing of how to like put the building together. Mm-hmm. Okay. Both 
are incredibly valuable right. assets to a company, mm-hmm. but who is like more important? Like at the end of the at day, the, when shit's hitting the fan, like do you want the guy? You who want the can, senior project? You probably want the project architect, the guy who knows how to put a fucking guy, building together. You think you want the guy that wants to put the building together? See, I would say the opposite. What? Yes. How do you run a business if you can't? Okay. How? How? What, why do you think that? So exactly that because I think that if there is no business there is no business like there's no like if you don't have anything coming in like you need revenue to build a business or to have a business and like sustain yourself but so the guy who manages the clients and like understands that aspect like he has to be there to like keep that money coming and support the business but like but here's my here's my thing is like honestly the guy who does the details and the guy who fucking does all whatever that puts the sheets together super important but at the end of the day, like the people in the field, the contractors, the carpenters, everybody from A to Z on that list, like they know how to put together a building roughly. Okay. So even if your drawings suck ass, they can still probably piece it together. Not quite as efficiently, maybe as you might hope, mm-hmm. or maybe that recognize the design, but it's like a flow. So like if shit, if shit gets bad and you don't have the opportunity to like do a wellly detailed building, then maybe your buildings become like way more simple because you don't have the manpower or the firepower to like put together those intricate details, okay. but you need to keep that like flowing because I think like, like I said, at the end of the day, those guys know how to put together a building. They know how to do those things. Sure. So the guy who's incredibly technically skilled and proficient doesn't potentially offer as much value to a firm so in the tough times. Interesting. I would, yeah, I disagree completely. I would think on the other side. Really? Yeah, here's why. The, when you have, so in your, with your point of view, when you have someone that sure. client relations, that's their yep. their main goal. They don't have time to. They don't have time to build. They don't have time to draw. So yep. because their job is so important on a completely different, you know, in a completely different world, they don't have time to do any technical stuff. They don't have time to put a building together. So if you put them in a situation where they do have to put the building together, they are wasting all yeah. that time and not doing a client relations. So. Someone else is picking up the project. Some other guy that's a head of client relations in another firm is picking up those projects. They're taking projects. They're taking projects while your guy, yep. while your guys working, right? Now, now the other side of the th- the story, which is where I that where I come from, is okay. The project architect he can complete a building with quality. Um, sure. He's highly technical, he or she. And when you have that ability, you can create a reputation. So if you have the ability to create a reputation of quality buildings and quality products, then you you might not need that much client relation work because you can develop clients through your work. So you do them both simultaneously. By producing quality work, you produce client work. So that's why okay. I would argue that the senior project architect would be more. I don't even want to say they're more important, but they're both. Dude, they're both. They're both. It's pretty, equally valuable, yeah. but it's just like depending on the time frame and yeah, like the yeah. like what's going on in the in the economy yeah, yeah. or what, you know whatever the fuck's going yeah, on. Yeah. So if the senior if the project architect doesn't have work, then he's then he's worthless. So you know? then my question would be at. Maybe uh, we'll see how this example sticks. Okay. This has nothing to do with schooling. I mean, it kind of has something to do with school, but at Ford Motor Company, okay, okay mm-hmm. 
who's who's <laughs> more important? Well, let's not say Ford Motor Company. We'll just say like at a yeah, like a car okay, dealership, yeah. who's more important to the uh, to the function and uh, growth of the business? The salespeople or the mechanics? Is that the same? I don't know, because that's how I look at it. I would say, yeah, man, I would say... Like, do you want to keep the cars running, or do you want to push the cars, like, keep the cars off the lot? You, I, you like, can't have one without the other, I don't think. I think the, I think, the I value... Mean, can't, but... Okay, here, the value that each... This is my opinion. Sure. So it's probably wrong. Right. So the value that each, <laughs> you know, whatever type of personnel you are, if you're in sales or if you're a okay. mechanic, their value is of... I would argue it's of equal value. Now, the, where where it gets interesting, because obviously their pay is different, yeah. they're... <clears throat> I got to be careful how I word this. Why? So, so okay, so the, Dude, the, things, the, the, here's the work is equally important. You can't have one without the other, but kay. one has to get paid more than the other. Like, that's how a business works. You have to, someone's got to be at kay. the fucking top. So, in order to get there, you yep. have to have people, you know, that are climbing the ladder. Now, salespeople probably get paid more than mechanics. Can we... Uh, Okay. Universally agree with that. I, it depends, but yeah. Sure. So I mean, I would assume that the average salesperson probably makes like sixty, seventy k. Mechanic maybe fifty to I, a good mechanic could honestly probably make like eighty k, depending True. on wh- where they are and what they're doing. Maybe a salesperson makes a hundred. I don't know. Who fucking knows? It's a good point. And the, that mechan- the mechanic is not gonna um, uh, raise in the stakes. Like they're not gonna move. You know, you're you're a mechanic, right? Like you can't go from sales Kay. to leading sales to um, sure. You know. Yeah. There's not. There's not a lot of room in the, the mechanical stops. ladder, pretty quickly. Right. But that doesn't mean they're value. They're invaluable. Like they. They. Sure. Their boots, in quote, boots on the ground, brings so much value. Like I would argue that it brings of equal value to that company. Yeah. Just but just because they get paid, you know, whatever they get paid, that doesn't mean they're less valuable than a salesman. You know, sure. Even, fuck. Even like the janitorial services, like keeping the the maintenance of a sales building Dude, is so important yeah. you know it's like to the, the cleanliness absolutely and you know walk into a walk sure. into a place where you're gonna buy a car and walk into kmart versus target right right absolutely right it's, yeah it makes i mean it's the 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 work is of equal importance but i mean yeah obviously the complexity of the work is different so someone's got to get paid more and yeah mean, whatever it's just like architecture too i mean look at like all your Entry level designers. I just yeah, it's just the availability, like your you the availability of your the replaceability. resources that you have. Yeah, yeah replace. That's a key, oh, dude, I fucking love Did that you like replaceability. That? <laughs> yeah, that is. I think that's a hard word to like put a thing on. You know, it's yeah. hard to. Sure. It's because like the more replaceable you are, like the it's not the less valuable that you are, but like the less. It's just competition, right. like it's supply and demand. Like the the supply is high, the the demand is low. Low costs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways, going on that, that leads into like a, dude, that's like interesting, like leadership. Like when I was listening to Jocko, he was talking about the, like as a leader, it's your job to make everybody kind of feel like part of the team and like important or whatever. You have a team of like five or six people, whatever, they go out on a mission. And he would, he said he would make every guy on that team feel as if their job was the most the important most job. Important job. Mm-hmm. Like that you have the most important job. And you might not necessarily have the most important job at all times. But there are very specific times when that job is critical to the mission. Yeah. Completion, right? 100%. Like so like if you take if you take the 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 car company analogy mm-hmm. and break that down, you have the salespeople, mm-hmm. you have the managers, the salespeople, the mechanics, and let's just say the uh, custodial staff. Mm-hmm. 
So like when you need to move, like when you need to like manage people, set up processes, like all that, the managers are going to be the most important people yeah. at that time. Sure. But when those processes are set and you need to like move units and like money's tight, like the salespeople are going to be the most critical people to the, to the mission sure. because they're going to be the ones that are going to be able to like provide that income. Mm-hmm. Um, when you have, you know, a high traffic flow and a lot of people in there because a lot of people buying cars, like all of a sudden that, custodial staff is the most important staff sure. and when you're selling a lot of cars and a lot of cars need service like that mechanic you know people aren't going to buy a new car after fucking 25,000 miles or you know every 5,000 miles people aren't going to get a new car they're just going to get the oil change like that mechanic is the most important person in that position there Agree. so I think that's a, a valid point yeah that was a good point roll that back to the world of you know education and um, schooling so for example, we'll keep it with the, with the car salesman thing. If you want to be in car sales or, like, if you want to be a part of that market, go be a fucking janitor. Like, go be a janitor when you're 18 in a car sales place so you can sure. get your feet wet in what, whatever. I mean, dude, a fly on the wall is is almost as important. You know, if you can't be where you actually want to be, a fly on the wall in the place where you want to be is just is just as valuable. Absolutely. You know, so, like, whatever you can do, if you want to be... if you. If you want to be, you want to go to school for architecture, get a construction job, you know, go get paid like shit for a while, you know, like go, yeah. go work your ass off and not make a lot of money and see if, see if you like it and see where you can go. Um, sure. as opposed to where you, you know, like what, what the world thinks, you know, like gives you cause what's, where you can. Yeah. What's funny now is like, I don't, I guess you're probably in a little different situation, but my situation is I don't have the luxury to go work in an inexpensively or, you know, a job that doesn't pay me well. Sure. Right. I've gotten too far down the track of fucking like this. Like I went to school, not that I need, I kind of need like, unless I'm working a hundred hours a week, which I guess I could do. That sounds like shit. Yeah. Um, like I don't have the luxury to just go work for free anywhere, but if you have mm-hmm. nothing going on, not, I shouldn't say nothing going on. You know, if you have no commitments, you, you just like, you have the opportunity to like, take advantage of those situations. Yes, 100%. So you, you either want to, you just want to be as close to the sun as you can get in what you're trying to do. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. And, how, and whatever it, it, age you are. Yeah, and that doesn't mean like, oh yeah, whatever age you are for sure. And that doesn't mean like you have to like, you know, if you want to be a, you want to be an architect, an aspiring architect, that doesn't mean you have to go find, you know, Daniel Lebeskin and, and all these other fucking guys right, and like go right, like right. bring them coffee for two years. To like, exactly. learn. like that would be, yes, you would learn something. But there's a lot of like, big fish in small ponds. True. Right? True. And I think that that's like an underrated, people don't think about that because it's not as glamorous. Yeah. But that's one thing I'll attribute to my education, if you will, was my college job. Dude, I owe so much to that job working in sales. It's insane. Good point. Like, I, I just, without that experience, like, I wouldn't have the, the, uh, ability i would say to like clearly communicate with people great point. like it it that, like having that experience like couples so well with the and it was just by accident dude literally by sheer sheer coincidental accident that i fell into that job and i worked there for four years selling mm-hmm. clothes basically right. but that job just pushed me into a, an area that taught me something about hard work dude we fucking mm-hmm. we, were, we were working hard over there and uh you know how to talk to people mm-hmm. and that was basically it just how to communicate um, yeah, yeah, good but point. If, if you wanted, yeah, if you want, you know, like there's a lot of people that work there, dude, that wanted to be in sales or business and they just like, 
they just worked at that store and became mm-hmm. really good at sales and understanding how to talk to people, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Didn't have any student loans, making good money. Right, right. I think a uh, last thing to add for me on Are that you topic. Now? It, I'm, dude, it's I'm so good. All right. Um, it's like it's not giving me a lot of feedback right now, but now it's at just like slow. forty-seven minutes. All right, that's yeah. I'm, I'm not sure if it's just trying to keep up here or whatever. Sure. Um. Uh, to caveat now, and again, this is probably the last thing I have to say. It, the y- you also have to understand, you know, if you if you do, if you do have an education, like you go to school and you know, say you did graduate, whatever, whatever, wherever in the class that you graduated, it doesn't matter. But you have to really understand that you do you bring some value that you don't quite know yet yes Um, you know your culture your upbringing um where you where you came (laughs) from whatever whatever you brought with you you have to understand that that is that is value too and it might not seem like it right now but you have no idea what everyone else like you could go to you could go apply for a firm and they got a bunch of shit bags that work there or they got a bunch of you know people that don't understand work ethic and maybe you have that and you don't understand that you know you don't understand that you you have something in your pocket yep um to bring so i don't know i think i would just i would just end on that just don't undervalue yourself you're not um, invaluable but right be humble though understand yeah, that that's a good you point know, you don't know know what you know what's that what's the term know what you don't know or you, you don't, don't know what you what, don't know yeah and it's really right. hard to see yourself like in a unobjective perspective and that's right. the value of having like good friends because good friends and will conversation keep Absolutely. you in check yes and, they'll, yes and they'll allow you to learn about yourself dude you know speaking of that i got a little story okay if we got the time yeah like just stories. yeah dude just to like kind of solidify this this is something yeah. I didn't even, this is something i didn't even think about so i guess at my work i am so i'm i do construction project management so the majority of my job is either spent communicating with subcontractors or homeowners mm-hmm. mostly through email um so like two or three times a week i'm sending emails to homeowners being like hey yo this is what's up this is what we're going to be doing this is what was done you know mm-hmm you need to make these decisions. Thanks. Peace. Sure, yeah. <laughs> Whatever that, like I do that all the time. Dude. It's all I do. Talk to you next week. Of, yeah, exactly. Um, apparently I write really good emails. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't know this about myself. Yeah. Are you done? You don't Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, I never knew that I, you know, I, I don't think, I still don't think I write good, you know, it's just like, it just kind of like, I just write the email and everybody at works right. like your right. fucking emails that you write are spot on. Like mm-hmm. they're super clear, super concise, really well written, like super good. And mm-hmm. so there's like the, I, I don't know how that relates to anything, you know, I didn't learn that in school, but like, that's just maybe something that I've kind of just naturally had and didn't know about because I've never really yeah. written fucking emails to people except for like my mm-hmm. professor asking if I can get mm-hmm. that 89.7 switch to a 90. Right. Never right. worked. Small um, amount of negotiating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably would have helped if I would have showed up to class, uh, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's a good uh, point. I mean, I think you know who knows where that could take you. you know, yeah, that that. One, well, I was just gonna uh, say it leads me into like they want me to write the descriptions for our contest, right? Sure. So we do we yeah. do like design contests. And it's like Matt, you're gonna write the descriptions for these contests now because apparently you're a good writer. Mm-hmm. So all right, whatever. So Perfect. like, there's there's little things that people bring that you don't really know. Yeah, I don't know what mm-hmm. that relates to it, but. Yeah, and it could, kind yeah. of what you were I mean, talking about. So it's like not like you, you know, I'm I'm still kind of the grunt around office. Like I do all, you know, whatever, do the grunt work. But mm-hmm. it's like there's certain values that you can bring that other people just might not have. Absolutely, and know? they won't have. You know. Yeah, it's just everybody's a little more unique, and I don't 100%. I don't know how you can like tease that out of yourself. Like how do you get that? You got any tips? I don't know. 
I think. Try new things. I, th- I have no idea. I think you just gotta do shit. I mean, just like be a part of, go work, like go discover yourself. I got something to add. Uh, <laughs> God, <stop. laughs> I think one thing that we're having a difficult time with is coming up with like how, what we're mm, gonna talk topics. about. Yeah, just let us know if you if we can expand on anything. We can do a part two episode potentially, or if there's any topics that you wanna want to hear talked about, or if there's any interesting articles, any interesting things that you see that might provide some some value to us and others. Just share it with us. Let us know what's going on. Uh, and we'll do our best to kind of potentially bring it up. All right, everybody. We'd just like to thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you liked it or didn't like it, leave us a comment. Go on iTunes, Anchor, whatever it is that you listen into, and uh, leave us a comment on whether you liked today, whether you liked befores, or what you think of us. We'd really appreciate your feedback. All it means a lot to us.